Hello there, and you're very welcome to Poem of the Week. Hello, I'm Morgan O'Reilly, and once again, you're very welcome to Poem of the Week, Near FM's year-long series promoting poetry. The series is a collaboration between Near FM, local poets and members of the community. Each week we will be celebrating poetry both new and old, Irish and international, and published and unpublished work alongside a significant date in our calendar. This week's poem is St Kevin and the Blackbird by Seamus Heaney, read now by Frank O'Connor. And then there was St Kevin and the Blackbird. The saint is kneeling, arms stretched out, inside his cell, but the cell is narrow, so one turned-up palm is out the window, stiff as a crossbeam, when a blackbird lands and lays in it and settles down to nest. Kevin feels the warm eggs, the small breast, the tucked neat head and claws, and finding himself linked into the network of eternal life, is moved to pity. Now he must hold his hand like a branch out in the sun and rain for weeks, until the young are hatched and fledged and flown. And since the whole thing's imagined anyhow, imagine being Kevin. Which is he? Self-forgetful or in agony all the time, from the neck on out down through his hurting forearms? Are his fingers sleeping? Does he still feel his knees? Or has the shut-eyed blank of under-earth crept up through him? Is there distance in his head? Alone and mirrored clear in love's deep river, to labour and not to seek reward he prays. A prayer his body makes entirely, for he has forgotten self, forgotten bird, and on the riverbank, forgotten the river's name. St Kevin and the Blackbird by uh, Seamus Heaney. Frank, thank you very much for coming in. That was lovely. And thank uh, you. Not, a, not at all, not at all. Pleasure. So what made you choose this poem? Um, this poem in particular, um, I like it for two reasons. I, I really like the way it's structured. Um, and it also has a kind of personal resonance for me in particular. Um, in terms of the the structure, I really like the opening line, the way it just starts off with, and then there was, as if you're kind of just stepping into a river. It's like there, there was something else before the mm-hmm. end, but um, literally that was just your life um, before you started reading the poem. The first um, verse has a kind of a feeling of a almost like a prayer. It's a rather little picture. Um, you could almost see the saint there, the little um, the eggs and his arm out. Yeah, yeah. And then I love the way he just turns the whole thing around with um, and since and, and the with, next with, sort of with verse, the second stanza and the second yeah. stanza and since the whole thing's imagined anyhow, which suddenly brings you out of the image and now he's actually talking about it's like the poem itself is now taking over. I mean, this is all imagined. This is just a poem, and he starts telling you, asking you questions. You know, imagine being Kevin, yeah. which is he, and it's about. And Heaney himself has said this is about doing the right thing. So at this point, he's asking these questions of of the reader. But the poem is also, you've kind of stepped into it and now it's kind of absorbing you. So it works on two levels. It's about Kevin's being absorbed by his task, you know, trying to keep the bird alive, while you're being, the reader is being absorbed by the poem. And he goes through the questions. And then the last line um, about, you know, the riverbank, um, forgotten the river's name so it sort of just again it sort of drifts away like stepping out of a river in a way you're kind of at the end of the poem you returned to your life but you're sort of not because what have you forgotten I mean what have you remembered from the poem you've had this kind of experience 
and it's kind of moved on. So I just love yeah. the way, and Heaney does this a lot in his poems, I love the way it works on all these different levels. It's, yeah, it, it's a really powerful dichotomy in, in that first stanza. You've got mm. this most essential experience of life. I mean, he's literally trying to raise a, yes. a, a chick and a bird. Yes. Like it, He's got its life in his hands. And then in the second stanza, it's it's completely not life. It's it's, it's yes. art. Yes, exactly. It's, it's just the, the expression yes. of life, I suppose, the, the perception of it. You know, yes, exactly. The studying of it. Um do you always read into poems this deeply or is it? Unfortunately, I do. Um, and I very rarely <laughs> get the chance to talk about it. Yeah. No, I, I think um, part of the fun of, of art, of all art in general, is the, the level of analysis you can put into it. If something really mm-hmm. resonates with you. I mean, there's an argument that some people say, you know, um, if you like a picture, you just like it. There's no need to go into anal- analysing mm-hmm. it because that'll ruin it for you. I take the opposite view, actually. I think, well, once you... Once I like something, I actually start thinking, well, what is there in it? It's not, it's actually like it's calling to me. Mm-hmm. So there's something I like about it. And I'm not just going to sit at the surface level of that was nice. I'm going to actually look into it. I just tend to do that. That's just the way yeah. I... Do you do you agree that, that there's a kind of a fine line between art and then something that has to be studied? Like if, if I gave you the most confusing yes. bo- novel by Samuel Beckett. Of course. Uh, uh, do, do you believe it's... Now, is it does it become dull when you have to go away and get ten different dictionaries and source, well, yeah. and source I mean, materials to understand it? I think it? that's that is a question of I mean, with a really great teacher, for example, mm. even Samuel Beckett could be made interesting. Mm. It depends on the approach you take. Obviously, you don't just. I, I don't think the right way is just to throw someone in and say, "There you go, read that." <laughs> And take your test, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you better get it all right. <laughs> that's not going to make them love Beckett in any shape exactly, or form. Exactly. That's going to make them want to never read Beckett exactly. again. Certainly in the frame of examinations. <laughs> anyway. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I prefer an approach that you know, take a personal approach. Try and read it. Is there anything interesting that that interests you? What interests you personally? And then pick at that thread, and maybe go a bit more into, you know, what people would yeah. say about Beckett. But oh, it's always got to resonate with the. With a reader, first of all. Yeah, 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 I agree. A good art, you should always come away with questions. Yes. You should come away challenged yes. from good art. Um, but back to Heaney. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, are you a big are you a big fan of Heaney from a, a lot of his works? I mean, he's yes, I am. iconic um, figure that he is. I honestly don't remember when I started reading him. I know, I mean, this one in particular, as I say, resonates with me because I've actually been out to um, Glendalough and they mm-hmm. have, um, I think it's called St. Kevin's Cell, something out there yeah. what I remember of it is there is a tiny little sort of like a little hut so it, you could almost stand in that and put your arm out of it so I sort of I can really see what's going on here I've sort of been there um, I do like also that it's something peculiarly Irish I mean you have these we have these tiny little buildings the buildings themselves like um, the Galaris Oratory or, or the Beehive Huts yeah. out on the Skelligs I mean, they're tiny. They're totally unassuming buildings, and yet they're <laughs> extremely um, well-preserved and famous. And it's not because of the building. It's not like the Taj Mahal or the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> it's because of the stories. And so yeah. the story, the building actually harbors the stories, and that's what's so nice about them. And I think this um, poem sort of carries that on. It's literally about a, a small little, you know, stone building, but mm. it's it, it gives that building a lot of resonance. Yeah. It's another reason I like it. He needs... He says he talks about um, poetry sort of mixing the real with the miraculous. He wants to draw a balance between what's real life and sort of the idea of, of something transcending that. I think in this poem he does that 
extremely well. As I've said, the first verse, the second verse, yeah. you can sort of see all that happening. There's a lot of pain in this poem. There's all this um, the aching in his arms and his knees on the earth. You can you can really feel that. But at the same time, it's kind of transcending that whole idea. Mm. He does that a lot in his poems, and I think it's again, it's quite um, an Irish thing. It goes way back, sort of Celtic idea that you can sort of mix this idea of that real harsh reality with a kind of a you know a transcendent feeling it might not be spoken but it comes out in the words that's the thing that i like about healy the most and bring me back to him again and again excellent well uh, frank it's been a pleasure to talk to you very illuminating thank and you very much once again all the best cheers thanks a lot we can't forget that while this series celebrates poetry we're also using poetry as a medium to celebrate important dates in our calendar On the 18th of May 1966, Seamus Heaney's first collection, Death of a Naturalist, was published by Faber and Faber. Winner of the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1995 and Professor of Poetry at Oxford and Harvard Universities, Seamus Heaney was perhaps the best known and most celebrated poet of the last 50 years. His death in 2013 prompted tributes from across the world. St Kevin and the Blackbird is Heaney's response to the Irish legend of the founder and the first abbot of Glendalough who allowed a blackbird to make its nest in his outstretched hand. It featured in his 1996 collection, The Spirit Level. That's it from us for this week. A big thank you to this week's contributor, our production team and everyone at Near FM and also to Paula Meehan for her advice and support on this series. Poem of the Week is broadcast every Monday at 12 noon and every Saturday at 10am. Join us next time for Poem of the Week. Good luck and God bless. This programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.